Game changer. Incredibly responsive. Cost effective. That's just a sample of the feedback we've heard from Compliance Plus participants. But what are some of the specific ways schools are benefiting? That's next on the ISA podcast. Welcome to the ISA Podcast. My name is Jason Neville. My guests this episode are Robert Wolf, one of the facilitators of ISA Compliance Plus, as well as Andy Johnson, Superintendent at Effingham CUSD Number 40, Andy's Curriculum Director, Shelly Beck. And we also have Jeff Abel, Superintendent of Griggsville Perry CUSD Number 4. Robert, I want to start with you. Uh, what do superintendents need to know about how ISA Compliance Plus can help them with transportation? Certainly. Uh, One of the things, I did a variance analysis of all the Compliance Plus member districts transportation claims. I identified potential errors and I worked with a number of districts uh, online working with them and I've revised their claim data uh, so they can submit an accurate claim uh, for transportation reimbursement and not be at risk of a future adjustment as a result of the NSBE audit and getting those claims um, identified and corrected so that it can be corrected in the uh, correction period that will open up on or around October 10th and it'll be available for about a couple week period as I understand. Uh, I will tell you, we've <clears throat> in some of those claims, we've had some substantial changes in the data, and <clears throat> it's very um, it's important that that data is correct, and you don't receive an audit adjustment on a future claim, and your reimbursement is uh, worked on this reduced substantially on it. Additionally, uh, we've assisted districts. I know every. Once a week, we send out notices about programs that are frozen in frizz uh, for various reasons. Uh, working with that just to provide the superintendents reminders um, of what is been submitted and what has not been submitted. And so they can follow up with the members of their team to make sure that those expenditure reports are submitted and the money keeps flowing to the district working with that. Uh, that both Cheryl and I were really not limited um, on some of the issues. I just recently assisted a school district with what the requirements are for submitting bids and how they went out for bus bids, um, provided some connections and some research for that. I really believe a lot of the value add that Cheryl and I can bring to it is that Cheryl and I will take the time, do the research that superintendents just may not have the time to get to working with it. With the day-to-day work getting in the way, Cheryl and I can do the research, make the necessary contacts, and provide those answers uh, to the superintendent so they can move on with that task and, and move on to the next one. Uh, if someone, you know, is listening to the podcast today or uh, in the early part of here of October, is there still time if they contact you uh, for you to take a look at some of the transportation stuff and help them out with that? Yes, I believe we have about a two-week window. Uh, the window is rapidly closing, but uh, with, some, uh, with some diligence on the part of myself and the districts, I think if, uh, if we do find any errors or potential errors, we can get those resolved r- rather quickly. 
Uh, Andy, uh, you talked a little uh, at our board of directors meeting recently about how much uh, Robert Wolf and uh, Cheryl Grath have kind of assisted your district. Can you kind of share a little bit about all the different ways that you, uh, your district so far has benefited from Compliance Plus? Yes, absolutely. We, in the time that we've been working with them, first and foremost, I, I appreciate them. And I know Robert's on here. Thank you, Robert. Um, we have reached out for we're in a process right now of trying to streamline some processes within our district. Uh, one that Shelly may speak a little bit to before she would need to leave is, is dealing with some of our data at our high school that we've worked with Cheryl. And we're still in the process of working with Cheryl on trying to really find out, you know, where, where some of this data is coming from and making sure the people are able to do uh, understand what necessarily needs to be provided and where. Uh, my interactions with Robert have been incredible. Every time I've asked for something, he has sent me emails and, and reached back with me. And we've had phone conversations in regard to uh, any and all requests that I've had. We've had grant questions. We've had transportation report questions. We've had uh, I don't even know all of them, to be honest with you. We've, we've, we've almost run the gamut on most ISBE uh, requests as far as things are concerned that they that we're supposed to report every year. Yeah, you mentioned uh, you have your curriculum director with us, uh, Shelly. Uh, can you, is there anything else that you would want to add uh, on top of what uh, Andy said about uh, how uh, you worked with Robert and Cheryl for Compliance Plus? Sure. Um, so... As you well know, ISBE collects a lot of data from school districts and then applies what they call business rules or, you know, calculations to come up with like a, a metric to represent something. Um, and a lot of times it's in that public facing Illinois school report card that it that it lands at the end of the day. So. Oftentimes we have, you know, questions about why does that particular metric look the way that it does when we do our own like internal hand calculations on something and we our, our numbers don't exactly match. So that's where we felt like um, hands-on services um, from um, the your organization was really beneficial. Um, we were able to have um, Cheryl actually walked us through um, some of the metrics. She found the specific business rules that have the um, mathematical calculations so that um, internally we could better understand um, the individual metrics. So some of the examples would be like chronic absenteeism, um, career, the career tech ed um, data that's now being collected, um, assessment, the proficiency or the growth metric, absences, class size, um, you know, graduation rate, dropout rate, things of that nature. Um, because when we do, we have our own student information system in-house, as most districts do, and then we pull that data and send it on to the state through their student information system there, SIS. Um, and then that's where all of the metrics get applied and then everything ends up at the Illinois school report card. And so when we were on a call with um, Cheryl, we it wasn't just, you know, the, the building administrator 
it was also, um, you know, myself and then our technology director and then um, one of our IT people who um, manages the our student information system just so that we could have everybody kind of sit in the background and listen. Um, what we want is the building to understand the data they're putting into our student information system because it might be a secretary, a counselor, a principal, an assistant principal, or somebody else putting data in and checking a box or drop down menu or whatever it might be. But then when our IT picks that data up and sends it off to the state, um, and then the metrics get the the mathematical calculations get applied to arrive at the the metric data that's presented. Um, sometimes we don't know how that checkbox is impacting the data that you know months later um, is public facing. So that's where we kind of had a team call, and we were able to have multiple systems up to go. Oh, that's where um, when we check that box, and then the data gets transferred, then it's calculating it off of you know that checkbox, and and in the building they didn't realize that. Um, so that's where it was really helpful to have that one-on-one -on -one assistance. Uh, Jeff, can you talk a little bit uh, about the different ways that IASA uh, Compliance Plus has uh, benefited your district? Well, it's, it's benefited our district because it supported me as a second-year superintendent. Uh, you know, there's a lot to learn, and, and uh, year one uh, was pretty difficult, and not that I've got it figured out by year two. And, uh, you know, right away, just even with the uh, with the task planner, I know ISA has a task planner, which I have on my desk, uh, but the, for the Compliance Plus, they broke it into to two different tabs on due dates and then some compliance things to kind of help sort through the weeds a little bit for me. Um, just having conversations, using their experience on some of the things that Andy mentioned from our uh, expenditure reports or our site-based expenditures. Uh, I had some, some catching up to do a little bit and uh, working with, with Cheryl and Robert just to make my way through some of the reports, um, just trying to figure out what they were asking for. Uh, and it was taking me a long time to research or reach out and, and you know, what is it I'm supposed to be putting in here? Uh, and they could tell me right away, or they've done some of the uh, emailing to ISB um, because it's not always about contacting ISB; it's about who you contacted ISB. And uh, they've they've just made me much more efficient, uh, you know, and, and uh, being able to get through some processes, uh, learn how to do it. Uh, but it's just been a, a valuable resource. Uh, already, and it's only been you know a month and a half. Andy, what would you say uh, to any other superintendents who are sort of on the fence about whether or not to participate in Compliance Plus? I'm trying to scroll through my emails here on my phone and see how many times I have worked back and forth with to some capacity in our district, and it appears to me that we've probably since August 12th have had correspondence with Robert or Cheryl or both, uh, it appears to me myself probably somewhere between 15 to 20 times. So when you ask me what all we've dealt with, some of the things that come to mind as I'm looking back through it, 
indirect cost. When that information came out, Robert walked me through some information about indirect cost, which we don't utilize that, but I didn't fully understand what it meant and how it operated. And I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. I don't think a lot of people probably do. Um, we've talked a lot about uh, nutrition grants. We've talked a lot about um, PEL, evidence-based funding, um, you know, just about anything compliance wise. I think one of our grade school principals was having some concerns about, looks like she's got a discrepancy in her class size data. Um, I will tell you that I just got off the phone with my brother this afternoon and I explained to him because he just received uh, the designation and that they're targeted at his school district. And he said, I don't, we don't completely agree with the data on some of the things there. And I said, I've tried to tell you at least three times so far this year for $5,200, you need to tie in with Robert Wolf and Cheryl Graff for all things ISBE data, period. He goes, all right, I got it. Tell me who to get in touch with. So I do believe this afternoon or tomorrow he'll be signing up and he's at Benton. Um, but, I, but I guess I would finish by just saying, again, I think it's the piece that, that I struggle to understand why people wouldn't spend $5, something as minimal as $5,200 when the magnitude of what we've been able to utilize both Cheryl and Robert for so far has, has really been somewhat of a game changer as far as helping us to better understand the, the pieces and the, the, the parts behind the emails that seem to come every week from the Illinois State Board of Education requesting something. Uh, we have a compliance document that they're working on with us to compile all things with dates and who in our district's going to be responsible for that particular item that's coming from ISBE. Um, Shelly's, I've worked with Shelly for about a year and a half now and Shelly will probably tell you she's sick and tired of me sending her emails and asking her the same questions that I've asked before because I don't remember when an email comes, who takes care of it. And we didn't have a system in place that said this person does take care of it. So I had to reach out to people. So I think from an organization standpoint, I think it's going to help us a lot as we progress through this the rest of this year. Uh, Andy mentioned earlier indirect cost. Can you kind of, let's dive a little bit more into that. Can you kind of um, educate maybe our listeners who might not be familiar with uh, what he is referring to? So indirect costs are, is a tool that's utilized in the ISBE grants, both uh, the state and the federal grants, and it can also be utilized in the nutrition program. I will soon be doing a uh, webinar with Compliance Plus member districts to, um, to provide some information to the superintendents and, and members of their team regarding what indirect costs are and how the school district can effectively use those. Uh, there are very few districts in the state that utilize indirect costs. And one of the, one of the things that I've identified with speaking to some uh, superintendents, I think it's a lack of awareness and um, of what they are and how they can be effectively used. And it's just a little bit of information will put a powerful tool in uh, the hands of school districts and uh, <clears throat> we can never have enough tools in our toolbox. Jeff uh, mentioned sort of an, 
uh, accompanying doc document to that task planner uh, that that IESA sent out. Can you dive in a little bit more uh, detail on what uh, what that uh, extra document or sp spreadsheet looks like? So Cheryl and I collaborated and we put together a very comprehensive task calendar and it covers all 12 months and includes uh, finance related issues like submission of the AFR to the ROE by October 15th, uh, when the budget is <clears throat> when the budget's due, tax levy, um, as well as all of the ISBE data collections. Uh, in the work that we did on this uh, in August, we, Cheryl and I had to go to multiple sources of information to get this comprehensive list uh, put out. Uh, we've provided it to members of the Compliance Plus. Uh, we've also offered to provide any customization for any individual district so that they could use it and import it into the Google Docs at the central office. So, so as to keep track of all the various um, <coughs> compliance when things are due, provide the superintendent the ability uh, to look to see and ensure that tasks were completed when you received those reminder emails for submitting. Um, instead of sending two or three emails to people asking if it's completed, it, this task calendar could be utilized just as a quick reference to see if it was completed or not. Jeff, do you have any final thoughts? They've just got a lot of answers, especially for somebody that's new. And I think even a, a, a the way things keep changing, even people that have been doing it for a while uh, could utilize this service just because um, if it's something on the rare occasion, I don't know what it would be that they may not know. They know exactly who to call and get an answer right back to you. So even for those folks that uh, have been doing it a lot longer than I have, I, I, I could see where this would be a valuable service.